0: Hello, and welcome into another episode of the Esports Network podcast in partnership with Reuters. Today, we're talking to Akash Ranavat. He's the VP of Central Operations for Play Versus. Akash, thanks for joining the show.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mitch. Great to be here.
0: PlayVersus, if you're not familiar with the company, is one of the biggest companies working in the scholastic and amateur esports world. They focus primarily on high school esports, but they're also in colleges and are quickly becoming the go-to option for most high school esports programs around the country. The company has also raised over $96 million since being founded in 2018. PlayVersus basically provides the scheduling, stats, and logistics for running a program, which makes it a lot easier for a school to get a program running, even if the administrators don't really know a lot about esports. They also provide the infrastructure students know from traditional high school sports like varsity teams, letters, and state championships. You know, that real Friday Night Lights type of thing. They're partnered with the biggest publishers, including Riot and Epic Games. They offer state championships for League of Legends and Rocket League, but offer competitions for those two and also Fortnite, Overwatch, and Smite as well. In college, they offer competitions in Fortnite, Rocket League, and League of Legends. The fall season is currently open for registration, with that closing on September 21st for League and September 25th for both Rocket League and Fortnite. Akash personally is a gaming veteran. He spent time at Activision and EA, then spent a few years at Intuit, a business software company, before joining Playverses in January of 2020. So, Akash, this probably has not been the year you thought you were going into. Let's just get it out of the way first. How has Playverse had to navigate the pandemic and the uncertainty around this upcoming school year?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, Mitch. I think, uh, you know, it's actually a
0: great opportunity for us uh, in the sense that,
1: uh, you know, esports is essentially one of those sports that you could successfully play remotely. And so one of the things that we did um, even last season uh, as the pandemic broke out, Um, I'm talking about our sort of uh, spring season a couple months ago um, was we instituted sort of play from home. Um, And so what this allows essentially high schools and colleges across the country to be able to do is successfully play our titles at home. Um, Obviously, the games are meant to be collaborated upon. You still have a coach but we've made it in such a way where you could successfully compete at home and in the safety of your home. Um, so it's been a huge opportunity for us. And I think as, you know, a lot of traditional sports have been postponed or even delayed um, or canceled altogether, um, a lot of students are sort of looking to jump into eSports really um, to either try it out for the first time um, and fill the gap um, from, uh, from, you know, not playing football or basketball this fall, um, but also just looking uh, to it as an extra extracurricular activity as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Anecdotally, that's sort of how I discovered esports back in high school. Now, there wasn't a pandemic back in uh, 2014, 2012, I I forget, time's a a blur at this point. Uh, But I got injured playing sports and I was like, what do I do with all this competitive stuff? And I couldn't play sports for about two full years. And so, esports was that competitive outlet for me. And it feels like that's sort of having, happening on a mass scale this year as people who, like you said, play football, play basketball, are used to the routine, the competition that those extracurriculars provide. Suddenly, they don't have organized competition. Well, esports is going to fill that gap for a lot of them and also offer a safe way to have all those things that come with sports, those good things, the uh, leaderships, the lessons, just the competitive outlet. Uh, in a remote environment so it feels like this is going to happen on a pretty mass scale as we head into this school year depending on really how long the pandemic lasts
1: yeah I think um, and I think the other things are you know the sense of belonging the sense of community Um, esports translates really well into the classroom as well um, as far as sort of grades um, uh, and just sort of uh, you know your performance in the classroom and so Um, You know, similarly to sort of the popular sports like football, basketball, soccer, uh, whatever it may be, you see this sort of same translation of benefits from an esports perspective, given what we do with Play Versus, it's structured, you have a coach, you are working in tandem, all of our titles are team-based sports, Um, and and so I think that adds an element uh, that people are really looking for as well.
0: Absolutely agree. I'm glad you brought up the belonging and the connection. I, I know there's a study out there and I maybe you know the stat, but I'm not going to throw it out there because I don't remember it. But it's that students perform something like 15-20% better when they feel connected to the school. And for a lot of people, that's extracurriculars, be that theater, be that sports. Uh, But there's a lot of people who don't feel connected to the school they're at. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. And I think eSports provides that level of connection. Maybe people that are going home and playing video games every day, but now they could do it while connecting to the school, which in turn uh, makes them better students and and improves everything around them.
1: uh, I absolutely agree. And I think the other element here is, and this is what makes Play Versus different, in the sense that you need a coach to be able to compete in our leagues. Mm. So if you're a player, um, you can't just essentially come to our platform and compete um, without um, the supervision um, of a coach. Um, And so I think that adds an element as well for students and also for parents um, who are looking for uh, their kids um, to get involved in something that still has that structured element um uh that that sort of the other sports do as well and i mean so that's one differentiator of play versus that i wanted to highlight but i think you can see that at that sort of differentiation also how it translates when you think about the academic setting as well as the athletic setting um, at high schools and colleges across the country
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about those coaches a little bit. That's a big part of what sets play versus a part. As you've mentioned, they have coaches, a lot of other programs are just like, yeah, you got three guys. OK, you can play together. That's what our test team was. It was three guys in a dorm room. That's for college. But how are you helping make it easier for coaches? If We have some people who maybe are administrators, maybe work in education, uh, and they're thinking about doing an esports, but they don't really know a ton about it now they're listening to the Esports Network podcast, so hopefully I'm doing my job at educating them a little bit. Uh, how how are you preparing coaches to take over for a team? What does Playverse take and what do you ask of coaches to be able to do for a Playverse team?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple things. Um, I mean, I think the first thing is we have a super coaches program, um, and so essentially these are uh, the most influential, dedicated um, ambassadors on our platform. And we essentially have super coaches in every state. And so let's say that there is a new coach or a coach that's looking to get uh, into esports. They are sort of a great um, advisory board um, connection point for schools and coaches in the state just to essentially get more information, understand how to be successful. You know, what does it take to start? What's the commitment level, et cetera? And so I think, you know, a lot of it starts with our super coaches. The other thing that we do, which is very different than other competitive platforms out there, is we have two sides uh, of our platform. We have the the player side of things, which you could you could obviously tell is just geared towards competition. And then we have our coaches portal. Uh, which only coaches can access on our platform. And that's really about giving them the ingredients to successfully facilitate that competition. Um, And and so I think, you know, from a resources standpoint, just how easy it is to use, uh, given that only coaches have access to that side of the platform, um, really makes it easy for sort of just coaches to come in, um, experiment, and really just figure out sort of what's going on and how to be successful. Um and then I think there's a lot of things that we're doing um whether it's sort of esports tutorials, uh webinars, uh whether it's sort of conversations from a coach clinic standpoint to really get coaches familiar, um educated and interested in esports. Um and so just a couple uh different things that we're doing across sort of super coaches our product and platform and then sort of other education resources that we offer as well.
0: That's super helpful. You know, there's a lot of administrators I've had quite conversations with my old high school, with my old college, uh, about a lot of people who are like our students love esports. I know you do that. What can we provide for them? And versus is one of the the places I push them like, hey, if you want to be competitive, this is a great company that does uh, that provides a lot of the the stuff to get you into the esports industry. And what's been remarkable to me is that even when I was in school, I was talking gaming. I was in gaming clubs, trying to get administration support, and that's at high school and college level. And it just didn't seem to happen. And I graduated college in 2017, so not that long ago. But now the gaming world moves pretty quickly as an industry. And it seems like from an outsider's perspective, we've seen a big shift in how schools are approaching gaming, not just with the pandemic on the horizon, but uh, even prior to the pandemic, it seemed like there was a lot of momentum around esports in schools. Have you seen that shift as well? Have you seen a lot more adoption from schools across the country uh, for esports? Or do we still have a ways to go? Are there still a lot of schools who, you know, just don't quite have the administrators who understand how big this is or uh, how it can help their students?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely grown significantly um, just even in the last two years since Play Versus was founded. Um, and it's sort of been exponential growth in sort of how fast it's grown. And I think a lot of that has to do with schools just hearing about the benefits that other schools, that schools that have already adopted um, are experiencing, right? And I think that sort of has made it grow faster in the sense of, oh, a neighboring school or a school in your state or district might have already adopted um, esports and, and are competing on play versus. And that word of mouth really helps accelerate growth. Um, but of course, also, there's a long way to go as well, right? I think um, compared to other sports that have been out there um, you know, for 50 years, 60 years, et cetera, Esports is still in its infancy. I think the interesting thing about it, though, is if you look at the early growth of esports in the first couple of years compared to those other sports, it is essentially um, magnitudes faster. Um, And and so really now it's just sort of, you know, sustaining that growth. And what we do at Play Versus is we sort of invest a lot um, on sort of just educating folks um, on esports what we're offering, um, how we're sort of unique in the market, um, and and to, to, to just continue to sustain that growth.
0: Can you provide a few of the numbers about that growth? How many schools, uh, have play versus bed in now and just sort of how that's progressed over the last few years. I'd love to to hear some of the the numbers you could share about how many people are involved.
1: Yeah, we've got, um, you know, over a hundred thousand players, um, that have, uh, uh, sort of expressed interest, uh, in, uh, in competing on play versus, um, and so, um, you know, obviously if you think about sort of 20,000, uh, plus high schools, uh, that are out there, uh, you think about sort of the number of titles, um, it's a significantly large market. Um, and and so I, I would say that, you know, the opportunity is large, but just over the last two years, We've done a great job of getting a significant amount of interest from players and coaches um, across both um, you know, high school, which we started two years ago, and then college, which we started just six months ago. Um, so, so both of those are sort of at a different point um, as far as sort of how established they are, but both have seen significant growth since we started just a short time ago.
0: That's really awesome to hear. How does the structure change for high school and working in something with like the high school Federation as a partner versus college where it's public and private? And there's also plenty of other companies in the college space seems like play versus really has a uh, locked out on the high school esports space, the college esports space, there's quite a few companies out there. Can you talk about the different challenges for each of the two opportunities?
1: Yeah. And so is your question specifically there um, uh, just essentially how high school operates and how college operates, given sort of the structure with the uh, with the NFHS?
0: Yeah, that would be a better question. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So high school, uh, the
1: way that it operates um, is that, you know, we have an exclusive partnership with the NFHS, uh, which is essentially the National Federation of High Schools. Um, and so this is essentially the governing body for athletics at the high school level um, across the U.S. And so what our exclusive partnership allows us to do here is really offer e-sports as a varsity state-sanctioned sport uh, in those states. Um, uh, we, of course, operate in, in all 50 states. Um, But it's essentially our partnerships that allow us to to, to offer sort of a state championship really supported by the state associations in that state. Um, And and in college, yeah, you're absolutely right, right? In in college, there's no real governing body yet from an esports perspective. And so what we essentially do is we operate... Um, with individual schools, Um, so individual schools can come, sign, and compete, Um, but also so can conferences. Um, So let's just, you know, you take some of the most popular conferences um, really across the U.S., those collegiate conferences can come on to play versus and really compete as well. And how it works is, let's say you're a conference um, uh, and you compete on play versus, Essentially, what we would do is we would sort of operate your conference play, uh, your conference tournaments, really do sort of conference championships. Winners from those conference championships would essentially flow into our official national leagues. Um, and you would essentially be able to sort of say, hey, look, you know, I'm the official national champion of Fortnite. Similar to how you would think about um, football or basketball where you become sort of the official national champion for those sports.
0: Definitely. for people, our listeners that are outside the U.S., those conferences that Akash is talking about are uh, what really drive traditional sports across the U.S. and the college sports landscape. Uh, The U.S. is a little weird with how much we love college sports. And so you have... Different regions broke it down into the biggest schools. So out of the West Coast, it's the Pac-12 where where I'm from. That's the University of Oregon, the University of Southern California, et cetera, et cetera. And so they're operating in the same conferences that are tied together in traditional sports, uh, just to make that clear to people who aren't as familiar with the collegiate sports world, as uh, as maybe some of us are. There's something I want to follow up on, and it's something that I get for Every student that reaches out about this, like, hey, I'm listening to this show, I want to know about scholarships. Even high schoolers, college students, everyone wants to know about potential scholarships. And so I cover it a lot with all of the college esports programs and the different ones that are offering scholarships as it stands right now. How is Playverse working with third parties to help provide scholarships? And then does the company provide its own scholarships through winning events as well?
1: Yeah, so... um we, we provide scholarships both at the high school level and the college level. Um, and so, uh, we, uh, um, for, for every title. So we've got five titles in high school, essentially every title that you essentially play on would have a scholarship pool. Um, and then, uh, what we also do is because of our publisher agreements, uh, many times, um, publishers also provide scholarships for us to, as well. Um, you know, Epic Games has been just an absolutely sensational partner. Um, and so if you think about games like Fortnite, for example, um, and, and even Rocket League, um, the, the, the scholarship pool there um, has really the support of Epic um, who wants to see it grow, who wants to sort of invest back in the ecosystem as well, um, and has provided sort of dollars for students um, to be able to be successful. So um, when you said sort of, you know, third-party partners partnerships for us, that's really our publisher partnerships um, and really just working with great partners that sort of want to invest back um, into obviously facilitating education and giving back to students. Um, and then, of course, Play Versus, uh, individually uh, puts on scholarships as well uh, across um, uh, our high school and college portfolio.
0: Definitely good to have that Epic Games money though when you're when you're trying to get some scholarships for students. It helps to have the the bankroll of Epic, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've um, you know all our publisher partnerships, um, you know, because we don't do community licenses or tournament licenses. Uh, which is what a lot of the other competitive platforms do, Um, uh, we really have a uh, close-knit relationship with them uh, because we work with them sort of, you know, through several months, continuously throughout the year just to make the season successful um, and and to obviously grow um, our our sort of scholastic um, uh, program. Um, and, And so with that, you know, we just have built really, really strong relationships with our publishers Um, Which is, um, you know, obviously, as you think about sort of the long term sustainability of esports, it's extremely important to have those publisher partnerships um, as uh, as you and the publisher grow in the space, really the space being esports, not the not not the not the gaming space.
0: Sure. Yeah, those publishers hold all the keys in esports. So you got to make sure that you're keeping them happy. Otherwise, you're uh, you're going to run into plenty of problems that they could create if they're not happy. Absolutely. Wanna talk about something else as we talked about the college sports ecosystem? It's college esports are in a sign of a unique situation a little bit. I think traditional sports fans are used to seeing college as a pipeline. To being a professional athlete but with how young esports players are finding success we've seen people be on top of the game as young as like 13 14 years old and how young esports players players also tend to retire usually 23 24 25 do you think we could see high school esports actually be a better path to pro than college esports just from the way in the ages that esports pros tend to be
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you just look at the age profile, um, you know, you could essentially, I um, mean, you could think about this, you know, and similar to other models as well, where you go from just high school to, to the pros, um, as you think about it, right? So um, I, I definitely agree with you there um, that, that it could be just a feeder directly to the pros. But, but you're also looking at maybe, you know, less than 1%, of students across the country um, uh, that, that would sort of make that jump, right? And so a lot of what we've spent time on doing is, yeah, right? Like that That feeder system is great right to the pros. But also, how do you think about it where there's sort of opportunities for the mass? Um, you know, and, and whether it's like, hey, I want to continue my journey in college, which is obviously – um, you know, a, a business that we've built. Uh, but maybe it's sort of uh, things beyond that as well, which is, you know, I want to play in college and I want to get a job in the industry once I graduate. You know, how, how do we essentially um, support that or provide them a pathway where they could be more successful in attaining that job? Um, how do we provide education, uh, you know, um, intros into people within the industry that have that have careers that they might be looking to have, and so for us, it's you know it's obviously a focus on that one percent, but also making sure that we've built and invested back in the ecosystem to really make sure that there's an opportunity and a pipeline uh, for all our students that participate.
0: Absolutely. It's, uh, it's the same thing as sports, right? I think a lot of kids give up on their dream of being a pro athlete very soon, but then they transition to working at sports. So that's the same thing that esports and gaming is going to be. Like you said, only a very few are going to reach the top level, but you compete now, you fall in love with gaming, and then you can find jobs as well. You mentioned making intros. What other tools is Playversus providing to kids who want jobs in the esports industry? Is there opportunities for shoutcasting, uh, business lessons, anything like that that Playversus is also providing to, to some of the students of the program? Yeah, there's there's opportunities for shoutcasting. There, there's op-
1: opportunities for obviously intros into industry professionals. Uh, we'll hold um, we'll hold wor- workshops internally. Um, where um, we'll sort of serve as an advisory council for students. Uh, They can bring their questions. Um, We could sort of, um, you know, given the sort of uh, diversity of function that we have within Playverses, um, you know, be be able to sort of provide them uh, with advice or guidance um, as they think about graduating. Um, And then, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things also Um, that we are sort of investing in just from a um, uh, academic or resources perspective as well. So, for example, um, you know, uh, resume reviews or or things of that nature that can just sort of uh, get you a leg up um, are things that, you know, uh, we did last season um, when we thought about sort of our our college uh, students specifically. Um, And it really resonated with the community. Um, because I think uh, you know, one of the things that uh that we learned, which was, you know, people view um esports as like, hey, it's a limited number of jobs. And what's interesting is no matter sort of what you've studied from an undergrad perspective or whatever you're getting your degree in, there is a role for you in esports because it's very diverse marketing, finance, operations, um, you know, product engineering. Every, it's got all the same roles as any other industry um, would. Um, and, and so really just you know, uh, letting folks know know that, um, allowing them to understand just how much it's grown over the last couple of years, I think has been really helpful.
0: Definitely. You're in PR, there's the story mob. You're in law, there's ESG law. There's all these different esports focused things, depending on whatever you study at school, that do that gaming that, that figure out whatever you study and then allow you to apply that to gaming into esports specifically. So I want to wrap up here a little bit, but I want to end on a piece of advice for you. What if we have current students listening to the show, which I know we do be they in high school or in college, what do you think a current student should be doing right now? If they eventually want to work in gaming besides signing up for play versus, which I'm sure is a, is one of the leading options.
1: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's a great question. I think, um, you know, one of the things um, that I would do um, is, is really just sort of map out the landscape um, because, you know, gaming is actually um, fairly diverse as far as, you know, is it on the esports side of the house? Is it on the production side? Is it a traditional publisher? Um, you know, wh- where do you see yourself really fitting in or, or what's your sort of passion Um, And and then once you've sort of like, um, you know, mapped out essentially uh, uh, the gaming world, really just figuring out, you know, hey, here are the companies that sort of fit within those buckets Um, and really just reaching out to those companies or who you might know at those companies to learn a little bit more about what they do, how the company is structured, what roles might be available, what is sort of the experience that they're looking for for those roles that are available. Um, and then also just talking to various people that you meet along the way that work at those companies, because if there's no role not, that might not be available now, it's really just about building connection and networking, making sure you're learning as much as you can, maybe positioning yourself um, over the months or the time that, uh, that another role is available. Um, and they can really serve in that sort of advisory capacity for you to sort of best position yourself. Um, for that uh, for that career opportunity. Um, and so th- that's how I would go about it, um, really, um, uh, for students that are, that are looking right now.
0: I think students would be surprised with how receptive people are to an interested student who wants to learn more about what they do for work. I know as a, as a student myself, I was always so concerned with bothering people. And now as a pro, I'm like, or as, a, as somebody who works in this industry, I want people to reach out. I would love to talk to people. And I know quite a few people in the esports industry who feel the same way. You know, nobody's going to ever knock you if you send them a random email, you send them a, a DM on Twitter or a LinkedIn request. No one's going to like, be like, wow, that student's so, so crazy. You could usually do it and they'll be pretty receptive. Worst case, they might not answer. Uh, but it is the best possible thing. It's a fairly small industry. And once you start breaking into it, you really start to meet all the people and, Uh, It's a very welcoming industry. We all have something in common. We all love video games. So Akash, I want to wrap up there. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you want to say about the work Play Versus is doing, about this upcoming fall season, how people can register? Anything else there?
1: No. Yeah, I think... um, So our fall season is starting um, next week. And next week is preseason. The regular season starts October 5th. Um, You can register uh, on playversus.com. Um, If you are a high school student, um, as well as a college student, um, we've got, as you mentioned, uh, to kick off the podcast, uh, we've got five titles. Um, You can just think of the most popular titles um, on the high school side. And then similarly, we've got three titles on the college side, all um, similar popularity. And so would love um, if you signed up and you competed. I think you'll have a great experience. Uh, the team is here to support you in any way um, throughout that journey. Uh, but lo- looking forward to uh, to seeing everyone this fall.
0: Absolutely. Highly recommend getting involved with uh, local eSports, be that high school or college. It just beats struggling up the rank ladder all day long, playing with some friends. I was just queuing Battlegrounds with some friends I made playing College Hearthstone four years ago. And so highly recommend to doing that. It's just a better experience in, in my personal opinion. Uh, thank you so much. This was Akash Ranavat, the VP of Central Operations for Play Versus, the leading operator of high school esports, and now expanding to college rather quickly as well. Akash, thanks again for coming on the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Mitch. Appreciate the time.